0: one more announcement for you uh, again just in terms of giving um, we're not passing buckets um, just to make it easier and things like that you know just uh... in, in this setting just don't have to have ushers and things like that but the baskets are back there if you'd like to give but really what we're encouraging everyone to do is to give online and to uh... you can do that through our website Uh, And you can check that all out. Um, But it's especially important tonight because we have a guest speaker with us, so I'm introducing in just a moment. And uh, Rocco and Diana uh, Detrolio are with us. Uh, Flew in just this, just today from Argentina, just to speak. They're going back tomorrow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're here for a little bit. Um, But uh, we're going to receive an offering for them. So the reason I'm telling you that is you can, if you want to prepare for that, you can put it in the baskets or you can go online again and you can put the give and in the, in the memo line just put Rocco and, uh, and Diana or Detrolio or that missionary guy from church, however you want, just designate it somehow in the memo so we know it'll go towards them. You can do that and you can even do that while you're here. Um, but uh, so, so excited to have Rocco and Diana with us. Uh, for those of you who remember Stephen Detrolio, Stephen was our intern uh, last year. Uh, most of you didn't get to meet him in person because it happened during the whole thing. But Stephen is a student at Princeton Seminary. This is Stephen's dad, so he's with us uh, uh, all the way. So Stephen grew up in Argentina, and it's, it's Rocco's fault. Um, and so uh, Stephen and his wife couldn't be here with tonight, but they will be. You'll see him pop in. I was still a student at. At Princeton, they're doing their doctoral work. But Rocco has been a missionary for a very long time, uh, doing some incredible things, specifically with church planting, very much like what we did here, starting new churches. Got some really exciting things he's going to share. And so uh, I just appreciate Rocco and Diana and the heart that they have for missions, for what they're doing, um, and just grateful to have them here to share with us tonight. I think it's very appropriate. We're talking about all people. It connects this really connects. It's this heart that God has a heart for people all over the globe. And so we're going to hear about that in, in real time. Um, they also have a table in the back. So afterwards, please check it out, say hi, sign up for their mailing list. You get all their information and all that good stuff. So let's give a warm Life Tree welcome, please, to Rocco and Diana as they come. Buenas noches. Good good morning. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Uh, We are so happy to be with you this night. (laughs) So, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support toward Argentina. So, God bless you. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amen. I wanted you to see her beautiful face, my beautiful wife. Thankfully, We, we just celebrated two years. Uh, in September. So thankful the Lord for Diana. Well, it's great to be here. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Thank you. Wonderful to worship the Lord. Wonderful to be with friends and family. Um, uh, Pastor Dan, thank you. Thank you and Anna for your uh, prayers. Your church has been supporting us for like since almost your inception, practically when you started. Uh, we met at a, at a restaurant, and you started praying and giving to Argentina. So thank you. Thank you. As Di has already mentioned, thanks for being a part uh, of the ministry. And, and then we go back to a bunch of roots here, uh, back to uh, Dan and uh, uh, Cheryl and, and Dave. We went to school at uh, Valley Forge 100 years ago. Yeah. And uh, our love to you, Cheryl, our love through this time that the Lord will continue to give strength to you and to the entire family. Uh, great blessings uh, upon you and that, that he will sustain us. He is our sustainer. He, he is a, uh, life isn't always fair. It's not always easy, but the Lord is with us, isn't he? And he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And then I go way back after that. We went to New York, and um, your, uh, your mother-in-law uh, was your cousin, Cheryl, was in my youth group. Cheryl uh, Pearson, is that right? Yeah, right? Yeah, so this is like 100 years ago, so yeah. So Cheryl, uh, it was Pearson at that time, is that right? Yeah, Cheryl and her sister's name? Kathy. Excuse me, did I say, I didn't mean Cheryl. Cheryl was, Cheryl would come sometimes, but Kathy was the main person. And you know what, you know, a lot of those things when you're first starting out in the ministry, things kind of stick in your head she She heard that we didn't have a Christmas tree, so Kathy went and bought a little Christmas tree and uh, like a real little tree, and she put all this and she put money on this tree, so that's a real money tree and uh so she that was our that was one of our first Christmas together there in Long Island, and uh your dad would come over and preach, and uh Helen Pearson was your your aunt. so a lot of just you don't mind all this, do you? You don't mind us sharing a little bit, isn't it? Great to be a part of a family. And uh, your church, actually, man from your church, uh, Tony, helped us find uh, Tony. Tony, where's Tony? Hey, Tony, how are you, man? Good to see ya. I almost sent you a picture that we're uh, at your church tonight. And uh, Tony, thank you so much for helping us find our house over there. Uh, we're living over here in Lawrence, um, Lawrence Township. Um, not very far away, and so it's, uh, but it's great to be here tonight. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy that we can, yeah, try to be, all right, in the midst of all the things. Actually, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, some things that have uh, been happening, but uh, to encourage our hearts, we need to be encouraged in the Lord, don't we? Um, in the midst of all that's, uh, that, that's taking place in our lives. In fact, we got a book on the back. It's called Take Courage. Take Courage. It's uh, We Need Courage. Um, and I'll tell you a little story about Ellen, uh, my first wife, and, and her story. But it is a joy. It is a joy to be here. It's a, and on behalf of all your missionaries at your church, is praying for a giving. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we actually connected one of your life groups. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, life branches. <laughs> branches group. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all the same tree. Tree life. You know, it's all. Yeah. Just as long as it grows. We don't care what you call it. <laughs> If it grows, it's good, right? If it doesn't grow, we're, we're, in, we're, in, we're up a street. Yeah. And so we connected. And that's the first time I think we connected with Tony. And several of your faces, as we came into here tonight, Dice says, oh, I remember them from the, from the video. And from where we were on, I think Stephen at that time was doing helping with one of the groups. And so we were a part of that one, that uh, group. But be encouraged. Be blessed. Um, we love church planting. That's what we've been doing for 33 years now in Argentina. Um, going into communities and raising up churches from zero. No people, nothing, and starting churches in, in, in the country of Argentina. And uh, it's really been, uh, it's been a, truly a, a, a blessing of the Lord. Um, not always easy, and we'll tell you a little bit about that. But you all know where Argentina is, right? I don't have to tell you where it is. It's in South America, yeah. So we started here in the States, uh, started here in, in New York, uh, ministry, yeah, in New York, and then our, we've been uh, 33 years now in Argentina. And I brought some things in. Where are the kids? Uh, there's, a, there's a little kid in every one of us, right? Uh, and I was going to try this out on one of, one of you, if you would like to be a volunteer on boleadores. This is a really a cool thing. These are, no, nah, I'm just kidding. These are called boleadores. And what, they, what they, the gauchos to do, and I don't do this in every service, but I, I just feel home with you folks tonight. So what they do, there's, there's heavy ones on the side there, and there's a smaller one. They take, they take a hold of that smaller one, and then they start, um, it opens up in the air, and then as they're riding along on their, on their, on their horse, uh, you take it and let it go, and it's almost like a lasso, and, uh, and it's like flying, and they, what they do is they, they catch ostriches, and it's also great for, for parishioners that are running away from the <laughs> Lord. So I got one of these for the, the people that are running away from the Lord, and then on the back there, we also have a whip and that's also for to keep some of our leaders in line. So there, we have both of those things. So those are, those are pretty cool there. And then also a little neat thing from Argentina, um, you can see a few other things, is the, the mate cup. Have anybody ever heard of the mate cup? And the, Yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, and it's what they do is it's, a, um, it's kind of a, during the whole COVID thing, you don't really do a lot of this stuff, but in, in your family, you can't. Um, what they do is they put like a tea in here. It's like a loose tea. And then they pour in their um, hot water, put a little sugar, some some with sugar, some without sugar. Like you like sweet tea or or non-sweet tea. And then they take the straw and then they they drink the the tea. And so it's kind of like a, it's it's a pretty cool thing up to that point. But the the, the really unique thing about it is you clean it off and then you pass it around. And then it comes back to the person that's always serving. And and so you go, well, most Americans, you know, that's like, that's gross. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I don't mind doing the tea piece, but uh, to be able to drink out of my own cup would be wonderful. Um, uh, but that's the, that's the unique thing about the mate, and it's something you do in community, um, and something you share in community. I, and that's real community, really. I mean, that's real life community, isn't it? Uh, you know, sharing germs and all kinds of cool things there. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a neat thing. Um, uh, Argentina is about the size of the United States east of the Mississippi River. Um, I, if you didn't know where Argentina is, a lot of people, yeah, that's in South Africa. No, it's South America, and it's the cone. You know how like South America is like a cone part. Well, the cone part, the, the western part um, stretches all the way from the from the Andes Mountains on the western part. You have the you have Chile, the long skinny country down the western part of the country, and then you have um, Argentina the larger part of the cone, and uh, it stretches. They have a, you can see some pictures there. They have, we have a um, glacier in so- southern Argentina. You've heard of the Patagonia, where they're big hunting and fishing, the Patagonia, and, the, and whales. A lot of people don't think you know, whales in Argentina, South America, but whales and penguins. And then you have the Iguazu Falls, which is the huge falls up in northern Argentina. But, so it's a really unique country, but they're really interesting. There's 45 million people, a lot of Italians, uh, 20% Italians, Jewish, uh, a lot of uh, Europeans at the end of the war they would come to the states. If they couldn't get in the states, they went to uh, Brazil. And if they couldn't in Brazil, they came to Argentina. So there's a lot of lot of Europeans in the in the country of Argentina. Uh, so it's it's very unique for for a lot of countries. And beef is a big part of the 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 the, 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 the industry of of Argentina. Um, but the really interesting is that there's 45 million people in the country of Argentina. And less than 10 born, 10% born-again believers. So we still have over 40 million people um, to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In, in fact, in Latin America, they talk about, you know, the six. They talk, uh, they talk about six. Well, if you drop down the one that we've won, that of the six, the other five, because only one out of six have been reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So a lot of people think, well, you know, Latin America's already reached and uh, you know, in, so there's not a lot to do, but we still have a lot, a huge task of over, over 500,000 people, uh, 500, uh, yeah, 500,000 people to reach throughout Latin America. So we got a big job, as you do here in, in Robbinsville. Uh, but you know what, the great thing is, this task is it's impossible within our strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit, he gives us, he says, all things are possible. And so it's been, uh, it's been a joy to go into communities, see communities raised up. And that's what I wanted to share with you for a few moments tonight. If you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 10 and uh, verses, verses 7 and 8. Pastor Dan told me that you're going through a series of um, great joy to all people. Uh, but, but it starts out, no, what good, good news, good news. Great joy to all people. In fact, I just wrote a devotional, and we're going to use that in, our, in, in December in our church in Argentina, talking about, because uh, that's what we were, we were uh, our, our thought is, is uh, how can we reach more people for the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is our task? So I want you to go with Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7. It says this, and as you go, Jesus says, preach this message. The what? The kingdom of heaven is near. Verse number 8. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely you have received, freely give. Do not take along any gold or silver or copper in your belts. But it says take and take no bag for the journey or an extra tunic or sandals or staff for the worker if for the worker is worth his keep then he goes on to tell them where they go and how they're going to go. But there's three things that I would like us to look at in this passage. Father, we just pray that you would speak to our hearts and open our hearts and minds and our spirits to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What is, what was the great news? What was, what is the the great news and what is the great plan for all people? Verse number four, verse number seven, he says, and as you go it's interesting you know we talk about the um the great commission um it wasn't until the 18th or 19th century that that was actually that was pinned or, or was renamed the great commission prior to that that was called the formula for baptism in fact uh, um david osberger in his book dissent dissident uh, discipleship, calls it that he talks about it and he says that the imperative go is not in the, in the original greek but it says that the original part of soul is going, better translated, as you go. That's what the NIV puts it, as you are going. So what was the word? What was Jesus telling to his disciples? He says, as you are go, as you go to work, as you go into service, as you go into the community, he said, be my witnesses. As you go. You know, sometimes we think of missions is like something, as some kind of a department in the church or something. But missions is what we are. Missions is—it's not just something like, well, they're missionaries. In in some respects of the word, uh, we are all called to to a mission, to what is His mission. They, in in the Latin, they called it the, the missio dei. What is the mission of God? What is God's mission for the world? What is God's mission? What has He called us to do? In fact, when He uses that word uh, witness, it's actually also also be translated. Uh, can also be translated martyrs. I mean, how many like that? Isn't that really exciting? You know what I mean? You know, I like to be a witness, but I don't want the martyr part. Uh, But he said, he he says, and to confess one's faith was ultimately, being willing to die, to die for one's faith was the ultimate confession. And how does that play into our world? What is his plan, the mission that God has called you to do? What is our mission? Our mission has been uh, serving in Argentina. What's your mission? What is the mission? Every one of us have a mission, have a purpose from God. What is his purpose for us? When we went to Argentina, we had to go to learn language school, and we went to San Jose, Costa Rica to learn learn language, and then we arrived in Argentina. You remember San Jose, Costa Rica? That's like a torture chamber. You know, it's like, you know, learning language. You said, oh, you know, oh, Spanish, it's easy. Just put an O or an A or an end of every word, and you got Spanish. Well, you can get a lot of trouble, though. You know, people, though, house, oh, you can get a lot of trouble. And so we arrive in Argentina and we went to this camp and this youth camp, and I wanted to tell all the young people, Vamos, todos sacamos nuestro panuelos y alabamos al Señor. I to say, Let's all take out our hankies. Let's all worship the Lord with our hankies. And I used the wrong word. I said, Todos sacamos nuestro pañales y alabamos al Señor. I said, Let's all take off our diapers and let's all worship the Lord with our diapers. <laughs> You know, to me, panuelos, pañales, doesn't that sound good to you? You know, that sounds the same to me. I mean, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of difference there. But panuelos and pañales is a big difference. And uh, so after we, you know, I, you, you feel, the funny thing about it is they all started laughing, and I didn't know what they were laughing about. Have you ever been to a part where you don't, you know, what's the joke? What, what's, why are you all laughing, you know? And uh, so when the pastor told me, and it, you ever felt like you want to dig a hole and just, you know, crawl in that hole and stuff? And I said, Lord, how are we going to plant churches in Argentina? Who knows what else I'm going to tell the people to go do? You know what I mean? You go. What else you know? And, but, you know, that's a part of the whole process of, of the mission of God, of being in his mission. And sometimes, you know, we make mistakes, don't we? But don't be afraid to make mistakes. Because you'll never, you'll never do anything unless you try it, unless you step out. Today, we, we, went, we ran into one of our neighbors in, our, in the complex there. Um, we actually we ran into her son, and we, when we came back, and because it started raining, we, couldn't, we were heading back in. And, and she was telling her how, how she, just had a, she just got out of the hospital, and her husband had a stroke. Uh, she's from India. She's a Hindu. And, and I said, and so we talked to her about the Lord. We were able to talk to her about the Lord, and we prayed for her right there outside. You know, you can't, like, stage those kind of things. You just have to be, you have to ask the Holy Spirit as we go, Jesus says, as you go, as you go about life, it's not something, well, now we're going to go on this mission, or we're, now we're going to go, but it's a part of that. And so we, when we continued in Argentina and going into communities and, and seeing the churches planted and raising up congregations, we were 16 years in the north of, parts of, of Santa Fe, about, uh, a city of about 350,000 people, 400,000 in our city in Santa Fe. And then we moved to Buenos Aires. Uh, then we started a ministry for church planting all over the country of Argentina. And over 60 national churches were all planted all over the country. Isn't that exciting? Because every church, like Life Tree Church, Life Tree Community Church, is a light in your community. Those are lights in each one of those communities that people can come to know Jesus. And come to know Christ, grow and into mature, and follow and become followers of Christ. And it's been marvelous to see the churches planted and raised up. And then in, in 2013, we started a church in, in San Isidro. Because when we moved to Buenos Aires, the national past, the national superintendent said, "Could you start a church or start think about a church in San Isidro?" And San Isidro is there's 300,000 people in our community. And in San Diego, it's, it's a professional area and a lot of upper class, a lot of things. And he said, you know, there's, no, there's not a lot of churches. Would you think about how we could get a church started there? So we started praying about it, and the Lord opened the door. And so we started the church uh, in 2013. And uh, some people asked, well, how many people do you now have in your church? I said, we have 300,000 people because we have 300,000 people to reach in our community. And I said, "How are we going to reach these people?" And the Lord, uh, little by little, we've been reaching out there and uh, started in this in this in this in this hall, almost like as you know, in, in doing talks. And and then we the church just we the Lord provided a place for us uh, a small building for us to be able to refurbish, and we started that. So then the church started growing. And in the midst of that, in 2015, we were. We went for a physical, my wife and I went, and they called us back, and they said, you know what, you need to come back, and we need to recheck your blood, and they said, your wife has leukemia, and so we went through 30 days of uh, chemotherapy, and then at the end of 30 days, they said, you need a bone marrow transplant, Uh, she's 53 years old, and we'd been married for 32 years, and we said, wow, you know, here we are in Argentina, like serving you God, and like you know, this isn't fair, and well, what's this all about? And what, what's you know? So we're we're going through then in, in the middle of that, she gets a, a an infection in the hospital, and they had to induce her into a coma, and and so, I said, Lord, you know, this is terrible. And then going back and forth to the hospital about a month, uh, Stephen was already living in Argentina. His brother came and lived. Came back down to Argentina, Christopher, and so we were living there and just, you know, and saying, God, you know, what, what do we do? You've called us to a mission. You've called us to a, per, a, a people, and, and how, how does this kind of fit into your plan? And then on August the 18th, when, when the doctor said, you know, there's not a lot of things we can do, and, and it's just, it's imminent. And, and I was with her in a hospital the whole night, uh, the, and when Ellen passed away on the 19th of August, it's like your world just crashes. And you know, I said, God, you know, this doesn't make sense. We don't understand it, but we have to trust you, Lord. And it's at those times that's when our faith really takes root, doesn't it? Uh, when things are when are, when things are going easy, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, it's, everything's there's money, there's fines, you know, not a lot. Not, the marriage is good, and everything, all things are going well, or the family, or situations in our life, whatever. But it's when we hit those, those moments in our lives, it's when we, we ask, you know, where are you, God? And why, why are these things happening? And, uh, and then I said, Lord, you know, what do we do? Do I, do I stay in Argentina? Do I, you know, you said, as you go in the mission, is how is where, how's this mission to all people going to look like? And what do we do? How do we stay here? And I felt like the Lord said, you're, just supposed, you're supposed to stay in Argentina. And uh, so we continued from in 2015. Um, and this year, uh, this past, and actually 2015, and in 2018, I met Diana. And in 2019, we got married. And uh, I am so grateful to the Lord that we stayed in Argentina. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten to see, I couldn't have connected with Diana. Because she came after Ellen had passed away to our church. In fact, she was living in the south of Argentina. And she started working. And her youth pastor came to a big event, a big church uh, pastor school we do every year, and he came and went and met her in, in, at, at, at her workplace at the mall and said, why don't you come to this? And she came and started coming to our church, and, and, and then in 2018, and uh, Di is in charge of our prayer at our church and missions, um, and we support uh, 17 missionaries from, all over, La- from all, and all over the world from Argentina. Isn't that great? So you know what, missions isn't just a U.S. thing, it's a God thing. When he said, he says, as you go, he says, as you are, or, as you are going, preach. What's the second thing that he says to them? He says, he says, preach this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. So not only the mission to all people, but he gives them the message to all people. Verse number eight. What's that message? The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom, the kingdom of God. We can never lose sight, and we must never lose sight of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? What is the kingdom is that Jesus has come to transform our hearts and transform our lives to take us from the kingdom that we are in the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We've come from one kingdom to a now kingdom. You know what? They, in fact, it was really during that time when, when, the, when Jesus didn't come and set up an earthly kingdom, the, many people were like, the Jews were very disappointed. Like, why aren't you setting up your kingdom? Like, where, we thought you were going to come and take us out from all the, in, in, in all the oppression of the imperial, you know, of all this Rome and all these taxes and all this wait, Take us out from that. And they wanted that. But Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. And you know what? That's what we have to share with our world is, is the kingdom of God. He wants to transform our, our lives. Isn't that what this all about? And this, this evening, if you're here and somebody invited you and you don't know Christ as your Savior, no better time than right now to surrender your heart and to go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, to come to know the light of Jesus Christ. He said, preach the kingdom of God what is the kingdom of God what is his kingdom his kingdom Jesus said it this way he said pray that my kingdom come what that my thy will be done what on earth as it is in heaven that the kingdom of heaven that his kingdom and that's been the message that's the message and in the midst of in Argentina in 1989 with five thousand percent inflation rate crazy right and then in, in 2001, when they had five presidents in two weeks, another huge crisis, a, a economic crisis, where, they, where the, the, it was unbelievable. In fact, during part of the, the crisis in 1989, I remember they would tell, oh, announce over the loudspeaker in the, in the stores, they said, everything in the store is now 20% more, 30% more. So they weren't going around in the market, they just said it's, it's now 20, 30% more. Incredible things, but how do you keep, The message. How do you keep on mission? How do you keep on the message that his kingdom, that your kingdom, Lord, we want your kingdom to come. We want lives to be transformed. And Jesus said to them, he said, I will give you what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew, he said, Matthew 16, 19. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The work that Jesus has called us to do. The work he has called us to do, the plans that he's called us to do. He said, my kingdom come, let your will be done. Let this, let this kingdom of God, his kingdom within your hearts to see lives transformed. And it's been marvelous to see people that have been transformed in Argentina by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I can think of the first couple that we baptized. They actually, when we started the church, we met, were in this meeting hall, and, and we were having a, a talk on forgiveness, and I invited this guy that had, had done some work in our house. I said, hey, you know, Alberto, you want to come to the, we're going to have this talk tonight. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And I said, you know what, have you ever had, like, great faith? He said, I know he's not going to come. Have you ever invited a person to come with you, you know, to a small group or something? Ah, they're not going to come. And he shows up, and he cried the whole meeting. He cried through the whole meeting, and, and then he, he introduced us to his, his, the, the woman he was living with, and, and both of them started coming to a small group, and then they both came to church, and they were the first couple that got baptized in our church. In fact, when she got baptized, she said, I have a twin sister that lives in, in South Carolina, and she said, my twin sister's been praying for me for 33 years. Isn't that ex- isn't exciting? For 33 years. So when Jesus said, he said, I give you the keys to the kingdom, and that's what he said. He said to pray. He gives us power. There's great power in prayer. And so as, as she prayed for her sister for 33 years, her sister gave her heart to the Lord. And, and as Claudia was baptized, and then Uh, became a follower, and then we were able to, they were able, they got married, and, and uh, they just moved, they just moved, he was born in Argentina, she was actually, grew up a lot in the States, and they just moved back to this, back, they, she moved back to the States, and he's moved to the, to the States, and, but the word of God has changed their hearts and their lives, Claudia and Alberto, and many of you have testimonies, And there's going to be other persons and others that are going to hear the message of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is near. I don't know if we have how much more time or you don't know how much time you have. None of us have any kind of clock or, you know, when our expiration is or what's going to take place. But he says, preach the kingdom of God. Preach. As you are going, the message to all people, the message of Christ. In it, and it's been marvelous to see as we go into communities and see lives transformed. In San Isidro, the church that we started there, uh, it's now this, this past year we celebrated eight years. Um, the Lord, our church, just, it after, like I said, we stayed in Argentina 2016 uh, as, and then in and. Uh, after Ellen had passed away, into the 15, and those were tough years. And it's it's not always easy. But the Lord started bringing people to the church, and then we went to two services and this building that seats about 100 people. And then we said, Lord, we need we need to have something a lot a, a lot bigger because we can't really grow any anymore. And so right up the street, as I was walking, I, I walked past this huge building. It's, uh, and I didn't even know what, what it was even, where it was even there, and it was a, it was a, a gymnasium, a gymnasium that, that actually went through to the other street. It's a quarter of a city block just right up the street for us, and, and so I said, Stephen, would you go over? So I sent my son. I said, "Would you go check it out?" You know, because no no gringo accent. You know, you don't want to send a gringo over there. And so Stephen went over there, and he 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 found out, talked to them, and and we found out a little bit about the building and what it was. So we went to see it. We, well, there was no sign on there. and Then we looked at it, and it's 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 uh, they wanted 1.2 million dollars. And I said, "Wow!" You know, I mean, that's great. So we had our architect look at it, and he went and looked, and so I said. He said, you can have a church in there for 800 people, and it's already built. He said, the building by itself is like $600,000. And I said, Lord, I mean, this is like crazy. And I know you're believing God for property and believing God for for what God has for you here. So I want to tell you this as a testimony. And so we started praying and just asking God. And I said, Lord, we made two offers. They rejected both the offers. They were both lowball offers, but we figured, hey, we're going to just see what, what, what's out there. And, and so at the word from, the, from our real estate people, they said, just start raising the, raising the funds. Well, how do you, you know, it, then they said, well, you could probably get a million dollars. So we said, we need to raise a million dollars. Well, how do you raise a million dollars? I wish I had some rich uncles, you know what I mean? Don't you? You know, I have a rich uncle. Hey, you know what? We got this thing, a rich uncle, you know. Yeah, how much you want? But you know what? The kingdom of God is not built always on rich uncles. And thank the Lord for Rich uncles. And thank the Lord for all those that are part. But it's all, it's all parts working together, isn't it? All parts. All parts. And so we just said, you know, it's, and so the Lord spoke to our hearts to break it down. So we said, how do we break it down? And the Lord said, I want you to break it down to 200 units or 200 shares of $5,000. And in, in those 200 shares, I mean, 200, that sounds a lot more eatable, you know, right? $5,000, $5, you know, that, you know you, how do you break that down? You know, church of... A hundred people, that's, that's only $50 each, right? You know, or, or whatever. And, you know, we, and so we said, help us to build a well, a spiritual well in Argentina. Help us to drill a spiritual well in, in San Isidro." And so that's where we started sharing that in, in, in 2019. And this year, uh, we're continuing that. But to the grace of the Lord, we've already seen 80 of those units raised. So we still have, need 120 units still. And so we're believing the Lord for those other hundreds. Of, so $400,000, praise the Lord. In fact, this week, I checked our account. We got two more units that came in. So we're, st- we're only uh, 118 units away. Because we really like to believe. But it's not about that building. It's about the lives that are going to be transformed. Like Claudio and Alberta that I told you about, that were baptized. And during the pandemic, one of our, our, one of our couples uh, in the church started preaching and sharing Christ. Because he says, as you go. And then the last thing he says, and I'll tell you, I'm not going to forget to tell you this, but I want to I read what he, what he says. He says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who what? Have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Now what? Freely give. So Jesus didn't only give them. He said, here is the mission for all people, the message for all people, and here is the method for all people. The method heal those who are sick and so in the midst uh about a uh, two years ago a couple in our uh woman in our church she said i want my granddaughter to be to be presented to the lord and so she said i want to she said my my daughter and her, and her husband are, are not believers but i said you know it's not that's okay and so we're going to pray with it and i said you know what present date when you pre- present a baby to the lord it's more about the parents than it's about the baby because the baby doesn't know what's going on, right? It's like when the baby got christened or baptized, they don't know what's going on. They don't. So we said it's more about you. How are you? What are you going to do? And so we uh, we talked to them and, and then they they came to their the presented their baby to the Lord in the middle of the pandemic. One of our men in our church, a couple, they went and they shared with Sebastian and Antonella, and they both gave their heart to Jesus. He was an atheist. And they came to know Christ as their Savior. And in the midst of that, they both actually, we started, our our youth pastor started discipling, our associate pastor started discipling him uh, and her, his wife started discipling her and Di started discipling her, her sister. And so they're all, they all started. And the really cool thing about three weeks ago, we had a water baptism and they both got water baptized. Sebastian and Antonella. And so, you know, that's what I say. Lord, that's what it's all about. That's the why. Why do we need that? It's because more Sebastian and Antonella's to come to Christ. The work, the method. And the really neat thing about both of them is, is about two weeks ago, they just got, they got married. Mm-hmm. They've been living together, and they got married, and they're walking with the Lord. And in, in fact, at the wedding, her, her father told me, he said, um, our associate pastor said that he went and shared with them. And they said, we have seen such a tremendous change in Sebastian. Isn't that really great when, when God changes our heart, when he transforms us, and he does such a work of healing in our lives that we can then bring that gospel to other people? And so as she shared, and it, it's been marvelous to see how her, his family has seen the power of the good news of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that the gospel has power? and that lives can be transformed. The method, what is the method? He said, heal the sick. Heal those that are frail. Heal those that are weak. Raise the dead. A friend of mine said, if you want to start a church, go raise somebody from the dead. And you got an instant church, right? <laughs> you know, you got, you, got, you got a church started right there. Plant right there. Raise the dead, Jesus said. He says, cleanse those who have leprosy. That was, you know, just an incurable disease. How do, you, how do you get free? Jesus said, and he said, drive out demons. Darkness. We live in a dark world, don't we? But Jesus called us to preach into He's called us to His method. What's His method? Is to see the kingdom of God come, to see transform lives. And that's what it's been amazing to see in transformed. In fact, we were at one of the churches. I remember uh, talking about driving out demons, and you know, I always say you don't look for demons, but when they appear, you have to take care of it, right? And so, in the midst of this whole, and, and we were we had just we were up in, in up in northern Argentina, and we were getting ready for service. And this man came into the service, Hugo Ojeda, and he had been he had he came in. He was totally he was drunk, you know. I don't know what you guys say, gone, he was, he, was, he was wasted or whatever you want to say. And he can't even stand, and he comes into the, he comes into the pastor's house, and the pastor says to him, he says, uh, Ugo, do you want to be free? And in the midst of that, he said, yes, I want to be free. So he said, Ugo, we want you to pray. Pray that I renounce the spirit of alcohol. It's a spirit, and you need to renounce it. And in the midst of that, he started manifesting a demon, and not just one demon, a lot of demons. And we'd seen other things like that in the past. And so we just started praying. And he's like all over the place. And the the pastor is a is was he's a big guy, and I'm just one of one of those, you know. Strong but weaker, you know. He's like like a big, massive guy. So we're praying with this guy. And I'm saying, Lord, you got to set him free. And the demon speaks back and says, who are you? And we said, we are children of the Most High God, and you need to leave in the name of Jesus. Aren't you glad that we have authority in the name of Christ? You know, you feel like, I'm a weak, I can't do that. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus said he's given us all power and all authority It's not my authority. I couldn't do it, and you can't do it, but Jesus has authority. Jesus gives us authority, and he says, heal. He says, drive out the demon. So we're praying, and and I said, God, you got to set this man free. We got church over there in a little bit, and in the midst of that, a tear started breaking out through Ugo's eyes, and he was set free, and you know what? He stood up in his right mind. No effects of alcohol whatsoever in his life. And he came to service with us and worshiped the Lord. Isn't that amazing? The gospel of Jesus Christ has power. We need to apply it, don't we? So as we go, the great news, the great news of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that he's given us a mission to all people? He's given to a message for all people and he's given us the method. How can we see him? He says, heal those, raise them up. And that's our business, isn't it, church? As we go, that's our work, that's the mission of God. And I want you to pray. I and mean, I we're going to pray for Argentina, we're going to pray for Robbinsville. We want to pray tonight as we close and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Help us. The Lord, we don't want to be on our mission. I don't want to be on my mission. It's not my mission. It's not the church's mission. It's not not the mission of the Assemblies of God. It's it's, your mission. It's your mission. So as we go uh, tomorrow and during the week and every day, as we are participating in our work and wherever we do, we're on the mission of God, and we bring the message. You bring hope. You bring hope. You bring the kingdom of God. Lord, your kingdom. Pray, Lord, bring your kingdom. Open their eyes. And that's been our prayers, our neighborhood, that we moved into this little community over there in this housing development. I say, Lord, help us to be a light. And, we, and the other day, actually, this past week, there was a big walk. You know, we're that walking around there, that whole walk around there. And, and we're walking, and we pass this one lady. And we just smile at her every day. And she, she does, I don't know how many laps around this, this big circle around there. And, and we passed her. And I said, hey, we, the other day, we, we stopped. And she said, my name is Push. And she, she, a little small lady, an older lady, retired, she said, my name is Push. And she said, and another lady, she said, I'm from India. She's from Bombay. And we were able to, and then the next day, I, I, we actually, yesterday or the day before. So the Lord's given us two opportunities in this week. Two, one was today and one was the other day. And so they're all around about us, these opportunities, right? And so we said, we talked to Push and I said to her, I said, you know that God loves you. And and we we want to we want to pray for you. And and she said, I don't have a Bible. And so we looked up, we're gonna buy her a Bible, a Hindi Bible, in Hindi to give her a New Testament to hear about the love of Jesus Christ, to know Christ. Because you know, it's not just a mission in Argentina, it's right here, right? You know, it's the mission is all around about us. The work. Robbinsville, New Jersey, the United States, Argentina, the nations of the world need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And I know that this good news has changed your life. If it hasn't changed your life, I want you to open your heart to him and say, Jesus, if this is real, if your work is real, I want want to know that work in my heart. And I I want to experience the goodness of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to a work. You've called into us, called us to a mission to go into all the world and, and to preach the gospel, the good news. And Lord, let it not be trite, let it not just be just old hat. But Lord, I pray that you would put a fresh fire in our hearts and a fresh renewing in our lives to, to know you and to make you known. Lord, we need you tonight. We need you. And we ask that, that you would minister to each one of our hearts. Lord, we thank you that you are the God of all comfort. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Pastor Dave that's with you in heaven and loving you, and we thank you for his life. And, the, and we pray that your, your grace and your strength to be with Cheryl and to the whole church and the whole family and the grandkids and the whole extended family and to this great community of faith. And we thank you, Lord, that, that you have called us to continue on the mission, to continue on the work. And Lord, I pray that you would use every single one of us. Lord, we, uh, we open our hearts up to you. And Lord, we ask that you would use us in a fresh and a new way. Lord, we thank you that, that your grace is being extended today. Your word declares that it's the day of salvation, and we thank you that the day of salvation is here, and we thank you for, for your salvation, Jesus. We thank you that you have come into the world to save sinners, and Lord, we are, we are the greatest of those sinners, but we thank you that your grace has extended to us, and we thank you that, that we're not saved by our works or, or good things that we can do, do, but Lord, it's by your mercy and grace that we are saved. And Lord, we just open our hearts up to your grace and to your mercy. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us and strengthen us. And that, Lord, we would come to know you more every single day. Lord, thank you for the mission that every one of us are on. And Lord, we pray that you would empower us with the power of the Holy Spirit to see the demonic powers broken, that we would see eyes open and we'd see the captive set free and those that are, are with leprosy and, and that heal. Lord, help us to see those that are sick and afflicted, that they see healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for those tonight that may be here that are sick, that you would heal them in the name of Jesus. You would heal them Lord, you said that by your stripes, we are healed, and we, we just appropriate the healing power of Jesus Christ into our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that your word declares, it says, freely have received, now freely give. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to freely give the love of Christ Jesus. We pray that you would bless Robbinsville, bless and anoint Pastor Dan and, and Anna and this congregation and use them and, and every worker and every leader, every pastor. We pray that your, your work would be continued to, to be done here in Robbinsville. Open the windows of heaven, Lord. And I pray, oh God, that you would give them a greater harvest that they'd ever seen before. And that, Lord God, that you would continue to build and strengthen. And, Lord, I pray for every need that's in our lives tonight. We open up our hearts. Would you stand with me tonight? Would you just say, Lord, there's so many things that I I need from you. And I, I just pray, maybe it's your family. Maybe there's a situation. Just as the band comes and as the musicians come, why don't you just worship the Lord and just say, Lord, I just thank you tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you have called me to a mission, to your message. And, Lord, your method, you will be with me. And, Lord, whatever situation is in my life, wherever I'm at on that journey, Lord, you'd help me to walk with you and strengthen me. We bless you, Lord, tonight. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we also pray for Argentina, Lord, that you would would pour out your Holy Spirit in Argentina. Lord, that you would bless San Isidro. Lord, we pray for those 300,000 people tonight. Would you pray for Argentina? Lord, we pray for that, for Sunny C, though those 300,000 people in Sunny C, though to come to know your grace and mercy. God, I pray that you would use us like you've never had before. And we we need you, Lord. We can't do it without you. We pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us. Meet every need in our lives tonight. Open our hearts, Lord. Open our hearts to be strengthened and empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you that as we go or as we are going, We'll bring your good news. We love you tonight. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Rocco. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just thinking about, I won't give a second sermon, I promise, but uh, thinking about all people. God cares just as much about the people of San Isidro as he does about Robbinsville. All people everywhere. It's the same. God loves them all equally, and uh, and I just appreciate your heart, what you're doing. 33 years, it's a long time. It's a long time to serve a people, and it's because God cares and God sends, and God sends and people go, right? And they go better when they're sent. And so, just as you were sharing, I feel like, I don't know if everybody else in the room, but I'm... I'm feeling that we need to take responsibility as a church for one of those units. We need to make a commitment together that we'll we'll do that. We'll do another five thousand. We'll put that towards that. And so I want to invite you over the next few weeks, as you're able, as God prompts you, give towards that. Danielle and time will get that on our church uh, giving things. So you can select that if you want to do it tonight. If you want to do it now, just put it in the in the memo. Again, just put um, let's see what's the best way to uh, we'll do San Isidro. We'll put that as your thing. So if you can try and spell that, you can just put San and sound it out. We'll know what it's going to. There's nothing else that we, put put that on there. But just pray. What would God have you contribute? And as a church collectively, we'll commit. We don't have a building. We don't need a building. Building is church is people. We'll use a building to do what God calls us to do. We've get we've done this before. We've Helped other churches in Mexico buy property. We've helped other churches do other things because this is kingdom. You know, we're all on the same team, doing the same work, working side by side, just in different places. And uh, so we're going to commit to that. And so, again, if you want to give tonight, you can do that. In the next few weeks, I'll encourage you to do that. And uh, Rocco, look for it. It's coming from Life Tree. We'll, we'll take one of those and be part of what God's doing there. And uh, hopefully someday we'll get to come visit in Argentina, because uh, I'd like to try some steak there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that sounds pretty... I mean, I've heard about the steak houses here, you know, but I want to go there. I want to go there. Um, the real deal, real deal. So we're going to close with a song, and uh, guys will close us out, but just uh, let's again just let God continue to stir our hearts for what He wants to do for all people, and what that means for you. You may be not called to Argentina maybe you are maybe God's putting that maybe there's somewhere else but as you're going home as you're going to shop right as you're going to Trader Joe's as you're going to work as you're going trying to figure out how to get out of this place with the road closed and I got to get to the police station as you're going wherever you're going we're always on mission always on mission to let the world know how good our God is Let's just make that our, our assignment this week, and in and, and the weeks, this is what we do. We never stop going, because all people matter. All people are precious in the eyes of our, of our God who loves them and want, wants them to know how much he loves them. So, Ben, would you sing us out one song? Thank you.